Welcome back to the Star Wars Modern Toyline Retrospective. We're continuing our focus on the 30th anniversary collection, one of the most grandiose Star Wars toy lines of all time. And uh, it's been a year since we recorded the last uh, couple episodes that I had just published in recent weeks, but I'm really excited. Dan, we're going to get into the 30th anniversary assortments that uh, make up this line. How are you doing? Good. Oh, I am doing well. Thank you for having me back on. It's always a pleasure. Uh, it seems like no time has really passed by, doesn't it? <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, right on. So we're not going to waste a lot of time. We're going to get right into it. So we're going to start off by focusing on the comic packs. So comic packs was this really cool assortment that um, really gave you some bang for your buck. You got a couple of figures and you got a comic book that featured the designs that those characters were based off of. And they were at a really nice, um, I think it was a 1999 price point, and um, which was really accessible considering what you were getting um, and really nice presentation. Um, remember back to when comic packs came out? Yeah. Oh, so this, this was like the coolest aspect of this line because I'm a big comic book fan. I'm a big Star Wars fan and I'm a big toy fan. So you put them all together and it, it was just like, it was amazing. And I really secretly, not so secretly, because I was I was talking to Hasbro about it quite a bit. I just it wasn't able to happen, but I really wanted to draw one of the comic books. <laughs> I don't know if people know, but I'm also an artist. Only I part time, very very part time nowadays. But uh, I really wanted to draw like some original comic that would go with this set. And and Hasbro was like, Yeah, we really can't do that. And I'm like, Damn it. <laughs> Like, they were doing comic packs. Eventually, they did it with G.I. Joe. They did it with Marvel, obviously. And it just the idea of a comic pack and two three and three-quarter inch figures just, I don't know. I thought it was a fantastic idea. And this showed how Hasbro and Lucasfilm at the time was really embracing the expanded universe, which that has changed. But at the time, back, got 16 years ago, <coughs> I'm old. Uh, <laughs> This was this was an amazing line, and I absolutely loved it. Yeah, this was a great assortment, and let's talk about some of the different things that were uh, offered. Um, as I recall, I think the very first one was uh, was it Kirk Hanos and Carner Jacks that were released? Weren't they like an exclusive first to Entertainment Earth? Yes, there was a running change to one, to the helmets, but I don't remember. Um, that was like the same figure, just painted differently with different heads. But they had sneaked this the. In Crimson Empire Imperial Guard into several of the Royal Guards in the past. If you take the robes off, they have the Crimson Empire armor underneath, but this is the first time that they actually pumped this out. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think it was the visors, right? They were like clear on the second release or something. Yeah, but that might have been uh, the following year because I think this got repacked. This might have been one of the sets that got repacked in Legacy Collection. I'd have mm. to look that up. Yeah, it's a cool set. And, I mean, it was a really big line. They, they released not only in 30th anniversary, but this is a segment that continued on into Legacy Collection. Um, so, for example, Darth Vader and Rebel Officer. Um, those are very uh, radically painted, right? Because <laughs> they were meant to match their comic book counterpart from, was it this? When, when, did, it, when did that come out? Was it like the 70s that this comic was released? Yeah, the original Marvel comic came out in the 70s, and all, the next three sets were were inspired by the deco of uh, the comics. 
so they were painted with this blue shade. The stormtroopers were, had blue shading on them. They were in vibrant colors and red uh, eyes for the stormtroopers. Um, it just just a kind of a fun thing to do, mm-hmm. which uh, they originally were going to do all six of the Marvel comics. There were six issues of the comics that adapted the movie, the first movie, but uh-huh. they didn't get to all of them, which was kind of sad. Yeah, yeah, it's cool for what they did though. So there's like Governor Tarkin and Stormtrooper, Chewbacca and Han Solo. So yeah, that's that's a pretty neat little. Um, you know, even if they didn't get to everything, just to have a little display on your shelf, you know, maybe you mount the comic books and then you have those figures in front. You know, you could do some pretty neat things with what they did release, thankfully. Now, the figures themselves weren't necessarily new. Uh, the Darth Vader and the Rebel Officer were, were repaints. I mean, most of these in, in this particular one, they were repaints. Um, but in some cases, like the Han Solo and Luke Skywalker, I think they ended up being pre-paints if you will because mm-hmm. they actually came out in realistic colors uh in, in, in a later release yeah yeah it's really cool how they how they managed to do that um some of them were new sculpts there right i think like once you get past that that yeah. those first few you have uh, quinlan voss and is it vilmar grark <laughs> saying it right yeah now this this was fantastic i'm a big fan of the star wars republic comic book and uh, the character of Quinlan Voss. I, I read all those issues when they were coming out back in the day. And, you know, having these two characters brought to life in, in the action figure line was fantastic because you never thought that you would get this. And they're not really the type of characters that would be added to the main line. Mm-hmm. So Comic Pack, which is a side series, kind of, you could make these expanded universe characters and you could introduce them to new readers with the comic that they first appeared in. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And th- th- that was a fun set for sure, getting those two dudes. Um, let's see. After that, uh, it's Luke Skywalker and R2-D2. This is another Marvel comic. Um, so it's pretty cool they did, like, the cell shading on some of these figures. That's something they're really doing a lot of now these days with, like, Marvel Legends. Yeah, I was uh, just and- thinking, I have the Wolverine uh, animated um, deco. Uh, figures. I don't collect Marvel Legends, but I do collect Wolverine, so I do have that one. Nice. But I see that they've done like six or seven of them by now, and and it's sort of like, ah, Star Wars did it first. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, Obi Wan Kenobi and Arc Trooper. This was a great set too. I think this was the first time we got that Arc Trooper sculpt, which is like a brand new, like totally redone Arc Trooper. Yeah, it had um, some borrowed parts from other figures, but this is back when this is before the Clone Wars uh, animated series. So Arc Trooper Alpha was like the first Arc Trooper, which now they call him Captain Rex in the, in the show. But uh, having having this character kind of, you know, a nod to that, because in the comics, when the Arc Troopers first appeared in uh, 2003, um, he was the main one. Uh-huh. That's when this story takes place. And what's cool about this comic pack, too, is that it takes place on the planet Jabim, which appeared in the recent Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I had, I had forgotten about that. And the Obi-Wan's a pretty, it's an okay figure. I mean, it's it's not like, by, by today's standards, but it's it's decent. Asherod Head and Dark Woman. <laughs> 
Yes. So the names aren't always the best, but the uh, the story behind the Tuscan. So Ashrod Het is a Tuscan Raider Jedi, which is a very strange combination that you wouldn't think works, but it totally worked in this one comic story. Um, and the Dark Woman was the gosh, I want to say if I remember correctly, and I might get this wrong, she was Kiati Mundi's master. But then she turned to the dark side somehow, some way, and then kind of fought her way back. But she was sort of like a what do they call them? Gray Jedi? Yeah, I guess she so. Took whole training of Asherod Head. Which was kind of nice. Yeah, it's it's an interesting, uh definitely an interesting story there. Uh let's see. So there is Leia Argana and Darth Vader Infinity. So uh, you know, one of those ones where it was kind of like even it was kind of like a multiverse type thing, right? Where they had different. So they they have Marvel has what if DC has Elseworlds, Star Wars had Infinities, and this is kind of an alternate take on the Empire Strikes Back. So Luke Skywalker dies on Hoth, and Leia becomes Yoda's student. And then in the story, Darth Vader travels to Dagobah, and he's got a different type of armor, very much inspired by Ralph McQuarrie. And then he's got this really cool sculpted Batman-type cape, <laughs> which is the only time you'll see that in action figure form, that's for sure. Yeah, it's definitely different. Um, let's see. So there is uh, Mara Jade and Luke Skywalker from Heir to the Empire. So, you know, these are translated into, um, you know, figures. And I think there was some reuse with, with – uh, with Luke, at least, wasn't there? Yes. Um, I believe he borrowed the legs from one of the other characters, but uh, this was sort of like um, a dressed-down version of, of Luke, whereas he uh, just kind of tucked his uh, shirt, his, the top part of his flight suit, and wrapped it around his waist, and he was just wearing a tank top underneath. Because, mm. you know, comics, right? And yep. <laughs> in, in the story, um, these two were... were not really friends, um, but they kind of had to work together at, at one point. Uh, and then later on in, in the expanded universe, they ended up getting married. Gotcha. All right, let's see here. We have uh, Anakin Skywalker and Assassin Droid. This was another fun set. I think Anakin was mostly or, or all new, and then the Assassin Droid was, was new. I remember finding this one and just, you know, I, I mean, I love Anakin. So, I mean, this was like a really cool mm -hmm. thing. And, you know, the, the droid is a, kind of a unique thing, too. Yeah, so another um, set taken from the uh, story arc from the planet Jabim. Um, so, so if you are a fan of the Obi Wan Kenobi TV show, these these two sets might be worth tracking down. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. So we also have uh, Baron Suntir Fell and Hobby Clivian. Yeah. <laughs> This is a weird set for me. I mean, Hobby, that's cool, you know, to get, to get another X-Wing pilot. But Baron Fell just didn't look like this. And he was really tall, from what I recall. He was really tall. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There is, is it Coffee Arana and Bull Tarswan? Mm-hmm. Wow. She, she was, was in Attack of the Clones. Yes. This was a fantastic set based on the comic book uh, Star Wars Purge that had Darth Vader going head-to-head -head against six or seven different Jedi, and, and Boltar Swan and Kofi Arana were, were two of them. Uh, but there were some other ones, including some familiar faces from from the films and from the previous comics. And 
well, as we know, Darth Vader's still alive. These <laughs> people, mm, not so much. But a great, a great set based on a fantastic comic. For sure. Uh, Lieutenant Junlin and Dina Shan. Yeah, this one was kind of a cheat. I feel like this is one of those filler ones, but it was it was kind of interesting because Dina Shan, I think we talked about this before with Juno Eclipse. So she's the Juno Eclipse figure, but different head, different uh, deco. Yeah. And and Luke, it was, it was like he was in disguise, you know, in a suit. Um, but, you know, it's still a, a, a good way to get more uh, more figures out there. Definitely. Mouse and Basso? Yeah, this was kind of fun. Um, <laughs> I have to admit, I don't, I didn't remember when I was looking this up earlier tonight. I'm like, I don't remember this comic. But who cares? They're stormtroopers. But And, and one of them is, is um, an alien. Yep. So that's pretty sweet. That is cool. Uh, Clone Commando and Super Battle Droid. I liked this one, too. Um, it was, you know, based on the Republic Commando school. I think it was Scorch that they had first done in um, mm-hmm. the Saga Collection. And then the Battle Droid is the 30th anniversary version. But now it's painted in, like, this really, like, dark, like, bronzy copper color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a cool set. Yeah, and, and what's nice is that in the uh, comic story, this was part of the, uh, I think it was part of the Infinity's book. Um there were multiple clones and multiple battle droids, so you had to buy multiple sets if you wanted to recreate that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And a quick and easy way to get another set added to the line. You did not a lot of uh, new tooling for that. Definitely. Um, Boba Fett and RA7 droid, another very colorful duo of characters. Yeah, so some more repaints. These were, ex- this. well, the next three were exclusive to Walmart. Um, and I mean, Boba Fett was done in his comic book colors, which as we know is very different from the film and it's become very popular nowadays. Yeah. They're revisiting this idea. I know they are, huh? What with the, um, uh, arena Boba Fett and his Jango outfit. Yeah. Um, and, uh, target exclusive comic decos. There's like two different ones coming or yep. three. Can't remember even. Yeah, for sure. Coming in TVC. Uh, Commander Keller and Galactic Marine. Another one of these Walmart sets. Another clone-focused set. I thought this one was a really cool one, too. Um, I love it when they were doing, uh, like, other clones that could kind of fit in with some of the existing battalions. Like, because they were doing a lot of that at the time. And you could easily take, like, this Galactic Marine's, like, all white. So you can put them with your regular clones. And then Commander Keller kind of has the same deco as... um, what was it? I forget the name, but it was those troops they did in the Saga collection that had like the blue stripes on them. Not 501st. Um, I know I know what you're talking about. I can't remember which. Yeah, it was like Fleet Security or something. Yeah, Fifth Fleet. Yeah, Sith Fleet. Um, but I also like that they reused some of the Airborne Trooper on this particular version of it. Yep. Definitely. Um, but Obi-Wan Kenobi and Bail Organa, both of which have the twins, Skywalker twins. Yeah, no, this was kind of a cheat because they, they, this set has exclusives in the Revenge of the Sith line, but they had um, plastic cloaks. So now they have softwood cloaks, and Luke and Leia are, well, blue for Luke and pink for Leia. <laughs> I know. That's... So I think this was one of those quick and easy, let's get something out there fast. Yeah, very inventive. Blue, blue for Luke and pink for Leia. Like, yeah, very inventive. 
<clears throat> so then there was the uh, Walmart exclusives the following year, 2008, Count Dooku and Anakin Skywalker. These ones based on Revenge of the Sith. Pretty neat set. Mm-hmm. Uh, more repaints of the um, previously released figures. Yeah, definitely. They match more that the comic coloring. Um, this was another cool one, Kashyyyk Trooper and Wookiee Warrior. Yeah, I, I really dug this set um, just because it was so bizarre to... <laughs> First of all, like in this is all based on the comics, so none of this was in the films. But uh, the clone trooper is based on the markings from Salukamai. I think that's how you pronounce that. Uh-huh. Um, and basically, it was a made-up clone. And uh, the Wookiee is one of the great Wookiee figures that they had done. But he includes battle droid arms, like just the regular battle droid arms that you get off of a battle droid figure. Only there's no figure, just the arms. Yeah, it's such a weird so, thing. Um, but, you know, it does, I guess it does tie back to, um, you know, Wookiee's rip arms out of sockets thing, so. That's, yes, exactly. Exactly. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, and then Lando Calrissian and Stormtrooper. Yep, so another set uh, in the Marvel Comics style deco, uh, which, which because it's comics, they don't always get the colors to match the film. Right. And uh, that's okay, I mean. So you have Stormtrooper with blue gauntlets and Lando with a very brightly colored cape. Hey, that's that's pretty cool. Why not? <laughs> nice. So that'll that'll wrap up the comic pack. So now let's look at evolutions. This was a sub a sub assortment that began. I think it was during the Revenge of the Sith days, two thousand five, and then they brought it back during thirtieth anniversary collection. Um, so they started off with, with some repacks. And the first one is the Anakin Skywalker to Darth Vader. So you had Attack of the Clones Anakin, Revenge of the Sith Anakin, and then just classic Darth Vader. So, I mean, that that was fantastic to for starting off the, this particular assortment just because those were some really great things. And this is, I guess, super articulation has been upgraded in you know since this time. But these were all super articulated figures for the, for the time, which uh, with soft goods and accessories. And that's what made this set really, really cool is to just they didn't really actually this applies to the whole line. They didn't really hold back. They went all out, all in for for this entire assortment. For sure. And, you know, you're right. It was nice that they brought these back because. Uh, these had been off the market for a couple of years. And I think even at that time, you know, they weren't like, you weren't seeing them all the time when they were released originally. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of nice that they got them back out there. And, you know, troop builders like this, like the clone trooper to stormtrooper sat another one to get back out there. Uh, it has a regular attack of the clones clone trooper, which does double duty. You can have him as a clone pilot or just as a standard dirtied up clone trooper. Um, you get a clone commander. And this is the 41st Elite. And this was another one that you could kind of customize. You could have him as a regular trooper or you could take the um, put the armor on him and then make him the commander with um, the pauldron and the the the, uh, the camera. So pretty neat there. And then, of course, the it had a sand trooper, uh, which is a really dirty, up, really cool looking figure. He, he really is. <laughs> Let's see, we have the Sith. This was a cool one, too. I mean, at the time, you know, now we look back on these figures and it's like, okay. But at the time, this Sith, Ev- Sith Evolution set was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Darth Maul, Darth Tyrannus, or Count Dooku, whatever you prefer, and uh, Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, and that's the same Emperor body that, that they're still using these days, so. 
Yes. Well, you know, don't mess with perfection, I suppose. Yeah, uh, it could be better, <laughs> but it, it, I guess it gets the job done for the most part. Right. Um, so then these are the new sets that, that were released that year, the FET Legacy. So there was, um, so what do we have? We have, um, I guess it's just, uh, it's just his name is just Mandalore is all he is. Yes. Uh, and then Django FET and then Boba FET. Yeah, originally Mandalore was um, the title of the character, and then they named the whole planet after him, or something like that. I can't remember. This was Knights of the Old Republic, way, way back, way back in the day, in the in the timeline. Um, and then this this Jango Fett and Boba Fett. I mean, let's just talk about Boba Fett for a second. I mean, this particular figure has been re-released and repainted and repacked. <laughs> Probably a hundred times. Plenty not... of times. <laughs> yes, yes. I think they even re-released them again in the photo reel once they got that technology out there. Yep. Um, Jango Fett also, was, it was a fantastic figure. You you got to have not only the helmet, but the headpiece from when he was piloting the ship in Attack of the Clones, which was removable. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, so there's the Jedi Legacy, and this has... Uh, a version of Luke Skywalker has Qui-Gon Jinn and it has a uh, Boltar Swan once again. Mm-hmm. So th- this was kind of fun not only to get out some new characters, right, but also to get some new Jedi bodies of different sizes out there, which in, in the future you'll see that uh, these came in handy. Yep. Yeah, they did. And, you know, again, by today's standards, not the most articulated or detailed, but they still hold up. I mean, they're never going to revisit probably, you know, like Boltar Swan, but she, she does just fine as she is. Right. right. And, and they all came with lightsabers and uh, accessories. Soft, well, Qui-Gon had the soft goods cloak. Um, and at the time, this Qui-Gon, I think, was um, brand new and just had had not been... I think he did get released later, mm-hmm. re-released later on, but uh, this was his debut. He did, and I think he came with the Yopi too, the, the mail away. Yes. Um, let's fun, see. Fun, fun fact on the, mm-hmm. that, the different line, but uh, I had a little input into that release. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Back, I think I told you last time we talked about that I was kind of, let's just say, consulting, I guess, Yeah. with Hasbro. Uh, and we had a conversation on through email about uh, whether or not the EOB should come out as the um, mail away. And I said, absolutely, it should, because that was only available overseas. And any collector in 1999 or 2000 that wanted it didn't couldn't get it properly. So we need to get them back up. And they reused this particular Qui-Gon Jinn with the poncho. So after that, we have the Sith Legacy. This was one of my favorite sets that they did, and I, I really liked it. They um, because at the time, um, during this 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 time frame, they released uh, the Darth Bane books, and the very first one came out. So I was really excited to get the Darth Bane figure, and the set has him. It has Darth Nihilus, and then it has Darth Maul. Right. Yeah, and and this. Darth Maul is based on concept art, so he's shirtless, which they have done before prior to this release, but uh, now he's uh, got all the articulation points for, for the time. Uh, Darth Nihilus, I have not played this game, um, so I'm not familiar with the background of this character, but this guy looks pretty awesome. The sculpting on him is great, and the soft goods 
um, and the cape that they have on him. Yeah. Really, really well done for like a battered, beaten down warrior type, which was which was really cool. Now, yeah. <clears throat> the Darth Bane figure. What was kind of fun about this is there's a there's a cosplayer. I don't know if it's Five O First or whatever group it's technically in, but his name he's very well known. Thomas John Spanos has a Darth Bane costume that he would wear to conventions and sometimes. And um, this figure was very heavily, uh, let's just say, inspired by his armor that he made. Yeah, that's really cool. That's super cool. And then the the last one is the um, Vader Secret Apprentice. So this one was meant to tie in with the Force Unleashed. So you have basically it's the same figure, the same character, um, but just in different outfits. So that was kind of a new thing for Evolutions to have the same character three times over. Yes, and and in, you know they're re-releasing the the oh I forget his name. What's his name? Galen. Yeah, Mar- Galen Merrick. Mm-hmm. So so they're releasing him in vintage, uh, coming soon. But I really wish they would release one of these because I think these figures are actually better. I was I'm more partial. I have played both of these games, and I'm more partial to the first one, which is these are basically. same. Um, yeah. But this this is, this is Starkiller in his very first outfit that you meet him in, and then depending on the ending that you choose, because remember you could choose two different endings, whether he became a Sith Lord or a Jedi Knight, and that was part of the fun is that uh, you get to see different versions of this same character, but uh, wildly wildly different. Yeah. That was a cool aspect of that game. And, you know, these figures really, like, serve that purpose. So uh, it's really it's a really nice set. It's, and it's one of the more expensive ones. If you go to eBay and you look this up, there's a pretty expensive set. So Really? I'll see. And they need to re- bring these figures back. Yeah, yeah. They definitely could. You don't even need to tweak them. They'll still do pretty well if you brought them back. Um, let's see here. Okay. So that'll wrap up Evolutions. All right. So let's talk about exclusives. So... Um, there were several exclusives released uh, for various conventions for Star Wars Shop during um, the 30th anniversary line. Um, so the first ones, I guess, were the exclusives for Celebration 4. Uh, and they had two figures there. They had the McQuarrie Luke Skywalker, which was based on concept art. And then they had the uh, concept R2-D2 and C-3PO. Yeah, so really three figures on because you know again the whole the whole exclusive chase figures whatever uh, they had so many tributes to Ralph McQuarrie uh, throughout the line, but it was kind of fun that the these two were available at the conventions and then that year the thirtieth anniversary they had a lot of conventions because I went to most of them. Yeah, I remember buying these in person too. I did go to Celebration Four in Los Angeles, and I remember they had like these tables with them spread out. You would just grab them and then you would check out. So it was kind of like you could look over the paint and the condition of everything. Right. And so that was pretty cool, and I love how these had clamshells. So you know they were protected. And then what's what's weird? Fast forward, uh, gosh, I don't remember how long ago, but I actually found the R two D two and C three PO at Five Below. Oh wow. Yeah, that is like, insane. Like, it's such a ra- like like ten years later, I, I said, wow, "Wow, this is a really strange co- coincidence." But the uh, I, I think I think it was I'm trying to remember if I'm if I'm right about this, but the the droids maybe it was the Luke figure. There was a celebration Europe and a celebration uh, L.A. 
because there were two different versions of the coins that were included with it, depending on where you got it. No, it looks like it was it was Luke had the, the two. Celebration four or celebration. So so yeah. that was a chase, I guess. Right. Oh gosh, my dog's in my lap now. She's being weird. Um. Yes, and then there was the Cantina band member. This was another neat set, but it was kind of one of those if you wanted the whole band, <laughs> you had to get the whole set, the whole uh, buy them multiple times over to to build like your stage. I I, I actually did. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a friend. This was uh, Star Wars weekends back when back when Disney World used to have those, and I had a friend who attended and uh, picked them all up. Um, so the figure itself is the same as the old Power of the Force two figure. Only they wrapped him in a soft goods tunic, but the the star of this exclusive set was the base that he comes on, which not only lit up but also played the cantina theme. Yeah, super cool. And there were five different versions, so you get different musical instruments. Although there are six members, but we won't go into that right now. Actually, there's seven members, but hey, maybe nine. I don't know. There's a lot of <laughs> members of the band, but you can only buy one at a time. Yeah. And this was uh, Walt Disney World, right? Star Wars Weekends 2007. Yes. So then San Diego Comic-Con, you know, some more exclusives. There was the uh, concept Obi-Wan and Yoda. Mm -hmm. uh, And that was another Macquarie set. So you got both versions of those. Um, There was R2KT, and that was a shared exclusive. And this was a really neat one because it had a really, you know, sweet story behind it. You know, really touching story. I was in the panel where they were Hasbro was doing their presentation, and when they are, they announced the R two KT in the panel, a live version of R two KT rolled into the room with members of the five hundred first, and the entire room fell silent. Wow! Because everybody knew he just said what this was really about, and it was just a, it was a beautiful moment because you know we're, we get it, you know, it's like yeah. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they donated a portion, right? Um, to like wish.org or something. If you would like when you purchase this one. Yeah, I think so. There was a, a special card that came in it too. That kind of had like all the information about everything. So that was nice. Yeah. Very nice. Um, Shadow Scout with speeder bike. So this was a, um, Let's see, this one was exclusive to Comic-Con as well. Mm-hmm. And it's basically just um, the Scout Trooper painted in black, you know, Shadow Scout Trooper and, and a Shadow Bike. So, um, you know, something we've seen before. Um, but it was kind of a neat thing to get them both together. Like I've definitely that. seen him after this release, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. We do a lot of those. Um, and then Star Wars Shop had some exclusives too. There was Concept... General Grievous, not a Macquarie figure, obviously, but it was a concept design. Um, so that was a pretty neat one, too. Yeah, so so ever since this guy first appeared, General Grievous is one of the more popular villains in in the Star Wars, obviously, the, the, the prequels. But uh, I, I was kind of... I liked this look of this character because he was so different from, from what we actually got on screen. Yeah, he is very different. But, you know, pretty neat. It's got, like, a shield and blasters. Pretty cool. Um, they also had uh, Shadow Troopers. This was a two-pack. It was kind of like the Order 66 sets, really, which we'll talk about in the next episode. But 
Um, this one was basically uh, two Shadow Troopers. And they had done the Utapau Shadow Trooper during Revenge of the Sith line. It was a Target exclusive. And now they had two of them together. And one's a regular Trooper. And then it also has uh, more of the Arc Trooper style um, yeah. Shadow Trooper too. Really great so, figures. This, I love this set. I thought it was really cool. I did not go to this convention where this where this debuted. I think it was available online afterwards. Um, but the the Utapau Shadow Trooper, I think we talked last time about uh, how we had to add some figures into this line because the Force Unleashed got delayed. One of the characters that I suggested doing was a repaint of uh, Commander Cody. Because you have the Utapau Shadow Trooper, you have the Utapau or the Shadow Pilot, you have a Shadow Scout. You need a commander, so why not, uh, why not Commander Cody in in the same deco? And they're like, oh yeah, that might be a cool exclusive. And then next thing I know, they're doing a Shadow Commander, but it's not Cody. Right. It was still fun. Yeah, and this was a Jedi Con 2008 exclusive, and you're right. Then it went to Shop Disney. And I think that's where I got it. Yeah. Or not Shop Disney. <laughs> uh, StarWarsShop.com. Remember StarWarsShop.com when that was a thing? <laughs> I do, I do. Um, the Force Unleashed had some exclusives. So there was, a, for GameStop, this was something that you had to get on the day of release. I remember um, driving to, I went to GameStop and they had one. They had, for whatever reason, they had only, I was right there at opening and they only had one. Um, and it was gorgeous. Like it was, it was I was so excited to, to, to just get it and be done with it. But yeah, when you bought the game, you would get the figure. And um it was uh, it was free with with the game, so I was really happy to get that one. Mm-hmm. Yep, same here. I same same thing. I was able to get that, um, and I actually really love the deco on this, and I love the design, and it's so unique to this particular, you know, to the game and to the character. Um, and it, it was kind of fun. I mean, it's just a repaint, so it's nothing really special as far as sculpting goes, but it makes it look like a whole new um, figure. Yeah, and they very recently redid this one in the Vintage Collection. They did. I have that as well. I, I think I, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn because I like the articulation, the new articulation, but I also kind of like the removable helmet. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm partial to, to this one, the 30th anniversary one, only because I think the deco is looks a little bit more legit on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nicer shade of blue. I thought like darker. Um, let's see, Darth Vader and Incinerator Troopers. This was a three pack, uh, that Walmart carried. And I remember getting this one too. So you had, um, Darth Vader, just the same good old, um, I think it was the Saga <laughs> collection, like Silver Elbow Vader that they brought back many times. Well, um, this, this was, well, it might've been in there too, but this was originally, uh, 2004's vintage OTC figure. Yep. Yep. And I think they tweaked the helmet when it was like, it had that drop, the drop down, um, the, the meditation chamber when they did that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's... They got a lot of use out of that one. They, yeah, they certainly did. <laughs> and now it's funny because this incinerator, these incinerators, there's two of them in this set, same deco, um, but they have been brought back in The Mandalorian. Yep. Nice. Released numerous times. In numerous times, yeah. But this is the first time you could get them, and it took a long time till we saw them in Mandalorian. So this was a pretty neat... Thing. And they also had the green lenses, which, you know, is, is unique to, to the Force Unleashed. Yeah. Um, another three-pack that Walmart had was the uh, Emperor, Palpatine, and Shadow Troopers. So it's the same Evolutions Emperor, uh, and then two Shadow Troopers. And I thought these Shadow Troopers were really nice, because the deco on them was really nicely done. 
Yeah, I like these Shadow Troopers. They they have done the Shadow Troopers again, like they've done them all black, and from the from the comics originally. But also they have done them uh, with the translucent, like so they're sort of like you know um, cloaked. Mm-hmm. And I I prefer this one. Yeah, it's it's really nice because it's they're not just like all black. It's like a like a dark charcoal black, and then but then there's also like a silver. So you know, it just gives them a lot of dimension. It's a really nice, not nice deco pattern. Um, let's see exclusives. I know we talked about this one uh, a little bit already, but they had the uh, the vintage coin set. Um, this was something that you could get as a mail away. Um, and then you would get uh, the coins for the uh, vintage the saga collection figures. Uh, that were that were put out during the 30th anniversary line. So this was a pretty neat little thing too. Yeah. So if you have your your coin folder filled up from all yours individually released, you don't have all the coins. <laughs> you <laughs> need to get this set as well. You do. Uh, and then there's also the 30th anniversary um, 2007 Toy Fair exclusive coin, and this was another coin, but it was it basically just the 30th anniversary logo, right? Yes. Yes, it, it had the 30th anniversary logo on one side and the triangular Star Wars logo on the other side, but but uh, it was the only way to get this particular coin at the time. Right. They, they literally were just giving them out as, as promotional pieces, which was really kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. So that winds down on the uh, exclusives. And now let's talk vehicles. All right, I love vehicles. And um, there was some great stuff released during the 30th line. Um, so let's start off with the ATFP Walker. This was a brand new vehicle, first time ever released, um, but for Revenge of the Sith. Right. So this this is a strange one because it has three legs. Um, you kind of think like, how how does the ATTP actually walk? Uh, but it, it it did, and it's <laughs> it's a cool. It's got a giant cannon on the top. The the uh, Canopy opens up so you can fit figures on each side. Uh, it's very, very cool. And you can just crush all the uh, Wookiees on Kashyyyk with this. <laughs> yeah, it is awesome. Honestly, I know it's, it's a little, you know, the three legs thing, but it, it looks just like the AT-TE, um, but like, you know, smaller. Um, right. Very angular, very similar. The legs look very similar. Um, this is actually one of my favorite vehicles. I'm really I love this one, and I know they they redecorated it later a couple times, but this was the original, and this was the film accurate one to Revenge of the Sith. Um, let's see. So they did some repacks. Um, they did some of the Jedi Starfighters. There was Anakin's Jedi Starfighter, just the plain yellow one, but also the Mustafar version, which I think originally came in a Toys R Us exclusive set um, previously. Yeah, Anakin's original yellow Jedi Starfighter was part of the Revenge of the Sith uh, sneak preview uh, assortment, which was like four figures and this ship. Yeah. So, that, you know, getting this back, it was re-released later on, but uh, yeah, they, they cranked these out in the beginning of the 30th anniversary line just because everybody was still excited about episode three. Definitely. Uh, and they do the same thing with, um, I'll just mention them since, you know, it's the same case, uh, Obi-Wan's Jedi Starfighter from Coruscant, just the, the one from the beginning of the movie. And then the Utapau version that was also the Toys R Us uh, exclusive just brought back. So you can get those again. Right. And Mace Windu's uh, Jedi Star, the purple one, mm. also repacked. And uh, Darth Vader's TIE Fighter. 
Yeah, Darth Vader's TIE Fighter. That was another uh, repack that was uh, brought. I, I think this one was different, right? Like the, the deco was white this time to match the vintage. I couldn't tell you because I, I did not get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know I have this one. Looking at the photo, yeah, I, I think what was different about this one is, is um, let's see, it's it's a retool of the Saga version with the paint deco similar to the vintage version. Also, this time around, the canopy has been changed to a single hatch with the locking side. So a retool, but, you know, very much, very, it looks very much like the vintage toy. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, it kind of was. But speaking of Darth Vader, what I thought was a lot of fun is that he had a Jedi Starfighter as well. Yes. Now, this is my one of my favorite things, vehicles. And I know it's just a repaint. But what I loved about this one is there was a novel called Dark Lord, like the rise of Darth Vader. And it, it takes place immediately after Revenge of the Sith. And it just talks about like his first like days and weeks and months after the movie. And uh, obviously it's expanded universe legends, but um, it, it was it, it was such a good book. And in that book, he actually flies this around and talks about how it's, you know, he was comfortable with the Jedi Starfighter. So he basically took the same thing and they painted it black appropriately. So and yeah. he got a, his own droid in there and um I think the droid eventually came out as a figure at some point. Did in the Saga collection, one of the last uh, waves. Yeah, that's right, one of the repaints, and then, but yeah, this is a great vehicle. I just the the deco, the coloring. It's not just black, right? It's like different shades of black right. and some silver. Yep. Um, lots of fun. I love this one. This is like one of probably my favorite of the Jedi Starfighters, actually. Yeah, I know it's it's so funny, just just a different color, but it's like yeah, it really stands out. It does. Um, let's see. General Grievous's Starfighter. So this was, um, I think this was also, uh, was this the first time we got this one? Yeah. Okay. This is the first issue. Um, and this is another great one. I, I like this one. And, you know, I know some people say that if you look at it from the right angle, it kind of looks like the 1989 Batmobile. <laughs> I, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> um, but that's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. No, this is a fun vehicle. I, I do like this one as well. This one is, is you know, it has nice shelf presence and uh, I really enjoy it too. And, you know, if you get the right Grievous figure, he'll fit in there just fine. He does. He does for sure. <laughs> and and uh, Obi-Wan also fits in, no problem. Yep. I love this one. It's a great display piece. Um, let's see. They brought back the Hailfire droid, but this time they repainted it, didn't they? Mm -hmm. um, in 2000. Three, I think they they had it uh, in, as part of the Clone Wars line, which was not really based on anything. It was really based on the movie, but uh, yeah, this was repainted to be more, um, I don't know, separatist deco, <laughs> not so brown. Yeah, exactly. It looks more like the Revenge of the Sith separatist look with like the more blue, purpley like kind of thing with the yeah. patterns. The original um, version had a whole bunch of red missiles. I remember that. Yeah, I have that one on the shelf right now, and every every now and then, I'll, I'll look over there, and one of them will be launched out. It'll they'll just launch themselves. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. <laughs> but I, one of the fun things about this one is you can launch them all at once if you if you hit them just right. Like they'll all come right. out at the same time. Yeah. Yep. Um, I used to. You know, one of the, the the silly things I have, like, with my with my mother is, you know, like, when I would get a new vehicle, I would always, like, show it to her, like, oh, look, mom, it does this, and I would, like, shoot her with it. <laughs> uh, and I remember doing that with the, the Hellfire droid when I first got it, and she was, like, like ah. <laughs> nice. Um, let's see. There is, 
Sacy Tin's uh, Jedi Starfighter. So this is the episode two Starfighter, but repainted for Sacy Tin, and it looks pretty cool. I think. What do you think, Dan? Yeah, yeah. There's a uh, really like a whole rainbow of different colors by the time they got done with all of these different versions, and I, I thought the, the fun of it was just trying to get all of them. Yeah, yeah they so were I cool. Really like the design of this particular Starfighter. Just a simple triangular shape. But the toy itself had wings that popped open like, like you know, most Star Wars ones do. And then sure. the side panels came off to make it more, like, aggressive and reveal all the cannons inside. Yeah. And I think, is this a Hasbro design? Because I don't remember. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's, you know, one thing that they used to do from time to time. Like, like the Hailfire droid coloring, you know, like... Um, Mace Windu's Jedi Starfighter, you know, Hasbro would kind of put their own spin on things. And it, it was pretty fun when they did, because even if it wasn't movie accurate, it was kind of like, well, could it just existed right off camera? Right. I remember having a conversation with Mark Boudreau about adding to the lore, adding to the story of Star Wars through the toys. Like, well, you didn't see it on camera or on screen, but uh, who's to say it wasn't there? Right, totally. Right? And some of those concepts, even later on, got added into the comic books. So that's always kind of fun. Yeah, definitely. Well, my dog somehow managed to open up one of my um, one of my Jurassic World vehicles, and the the little gyrosphere thing popped out. <laughs> Talk about things launching. <laughs> I know. Um, and this was another cool one. The the Sith Infiltrator that Darth Maul used in Episode 1. This one was brought into this line for the first time, too. Right. Only uh, 16 years later? <laughs> yeah, quite a bit later. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's neat. And I, I think they brought it back later, but this was the first time it came out, and... You know, it's it's undersized. It's not nearly as big as it is in the movie, but it's big enough to fit in with this class two assortment and to get your Darth Maul in the cockpit and just have right. fun with it. And and again, same type of thing where there's a lot of action features added to it that you didn't see on screen, but uh, you know, totally work within the within the world here. Yeah, definitely did. And as a matter of fact, this. Uh, well, we'll get into it next time, but this version of Darth Maul that was uh, released in the Saga Legends line was released specifically because they were coming out with this ship. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's that's thinking ahead. That's not something we see a lot of these days. Sometimes you'll get a vehicle and you know, or a place, and there won't be anything to support it. Um, so this is cool. Hasbro was thinking ahead. Um, let's see. So there is the Trade Federation armor, Armored Assault Tank. So same thing. Um, we've seen, we had seen this one at this point before a couple of times, but now it has like a darker, like more like, I don't know, like copper brown, like paint yeah. scheme. Yes. Yeah. I, I still think this is a, a pretty cool ship. It, it, over time it's been repainted numerous ways, but I yeah. dig this brown version. I do too. And one of the cool things about it is it kind of has a metallic-y look to it, which is very unique. Yes. Yes. Um, other than that, let's see. Toys R Us had a couple exclusives. The Elite TIE Interceptor with 181st Squadron. Um, so this is Baronfell. This is what he looked like. <laughs> <laughs> to me. Uh, but although this is not a figure of Baronfell, this is one of his squad members. Right. So um, pretty neat. It's nice to see the TIE Interceptor brought back. Uh, they also carried Obi-Wan's Jedi Starfighter with the hyperspace ring. So this was the 
I think the only time that was ever released, getting that to get that hyperspace ring. In in this scale, yes, uh, they brought the concept back in the Titanium series line and repainted that a, new, a few times. But uh, yeah, in in the three and three quarter inch scale, um, not only was this the first time that we got the hyperspace ring, but it also came with a display stand, which is like a little clear plastic triangular piece that you could prop your ship up on because. Otherwise, the whole thing would fall over. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's neat. It was neat that they did that. And I do remember like seeing that though at Toys R Us. Like I, th- I think they like had a hard time selling them at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Um, let's see the Y wing fighter. So this was um, just a classic New Hope looking Y wing that they they brought back, uh, and it, it included uh, who was the figure that came in there. Uh, the character's name is Lieutenant Lapira. Uh, if you wanted me to find him on screen, I don't think I could. Uh, <laughs> but he had the same basic body as a lot of X-Wing pilots at the time, but a brand new head. And he came with his own uh, repaint of R5-D4 called R5-F7. Yeah. That's and this cool. is the first and only and probably last time we'll ever get these two characters. Oh, for sure. Uh, and, you know, the, the Y-Wing, if we ever get it again, which I don't know if we will, but it'll, it'll probably be a new sculpt at this point. But right. um, this was a nice one. You know, I, I like that it was a New Hope-centric. Um, let's see. So Target had some exclusives, too. Uh, another fun one was Aelis Sakura's Jedi Starfighter. So I do have that one. Mm-hmm. Another one of those repaints. And I think that this one didn't have, like, deco, right? Or it didn't have, like, the stickers and you had to, like, order the stickers or something. I, I I remember it being very basic. Yeah. Um, but it was based on an appearance in the comic books. So that might be something to it. They might be going with the whole comic book, you know, not so much deco and kind of make it, uh, you know, simplified colors. Yeah. Um, That's true. But I, I think I feel like I remember them saying if you wanted stickers, you could call call in and get stickers or something for it. Like call Hasbro customer service and they would send you stickers. Oh, I didn't do that. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> I have it. I don't have the <laughs> stickers. Um, so I'm probably going to, you know, I think at this point there's never going to be a way to get those stickers. Right, right. Unless you find somebody that has them. But um, Target had that one. They had the ARC-170 fighter. So this was um, Clone Wars Deco. So it kind of has that um, Republic gunship from the Clone Wars micro series. You know, I know some people call it like the Tiger Shark sort of look. Yes. I, I thought this was a cool idea and, and um, just a way to continue that uh, look from the Tartakovsky animated series. Um, yeah. So it's part of the same squadron. Yeah, and 30 bucks, man. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, you would never see that now. But they also, to tie in with this release, they, they had a battle pack, which we'll get to next time, of uh, repaints of clones, pilots, and a droid to go with it. They did, and that was a great set. That's one of the coolest battle packs, and yeah, it goes perfectly with this vehicle. I can't wait to talk about those battle packs. So it's like you're you're kind of planning ahead and having some, you know, action figure sets that go with the vehicle that's coming out. So I I, I like that. I think that's cool. Yep. And then the last one uh, is the Tie Bomber, and this one it says the Empire Strikes Back, but the deco looks more like a New Hope, right? Well, I don't think the Tie Bomber was in a New Hope, was it? No, it wasn't. But the deco. It, New Hope had like more of the white, like yes. looking it tie was fighters. Lighter, lighter uh, color scheme, that's for sure. Yeah, but 
you know. And the pilot that was included, same pilot. Wait a moment. Okay. The pilot figure included is this is the repack of one that they had done before. Yeah. Uh, you know, they love TIE fighter pilots. Hasbro Stark <laughs> loves TIE fighter pilots. Any excuse to crank those out. I know. <laughs> you know, I, I, well, I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, one thing we did skip was the V Wing Starfighter. The v- oh, you're right. Let's go. Let's jump back to that. The Sith. So this this is a another triangular shaped vehicle with fins added on and collapsed and opened up and stuff. Um, and I I thought this was a really really cool design. It is. You know, it's funny. I was watching the most recent episodes of the Bad Batch earlier today, and and there was a, a scene with, with the V wing in there. You know, um, ah. in the same same color palette. Um, but yeah, this is this is a great one, and you know our, the deco was very unique because they didn't usually do things that looked like that blasted up at that time. Right. Um, and then they came out with this one uh, like a clean version uh, during the Clone Wars line a couple of years later. But um, uh, yeah, this was a great one, and just the way that they engineered it with the way the wings move and the cockpit and all that, and um, it's just a great vehicle for sure. Well, and like like we've been saying, this was definitely the the line that Hasbro spared no expense, so to speak, uh, to borrow a line from Jurassic Park, um, which I know you love. But they really just had so much included. Not only the character collections, but lots of different vehicles, lots of different yeah. sources. It was a celebration of all Star Wars, not just the films, but the TV shows, the comic books, the novels, and they really embraced all of that, which I, which I absolutely absolutely love yeah it was a very expansive line and you know as we've covered you know so many different assortments and um segments that were made up of it and yeah that pretty much covers that um when we come back for the next episode we'll get into saga legends we'll continue with some of the other assortments we didn't touch on today um including the uh, order 66 packs the um battle packs um the uh did we do multi-packs Nope. The multi-packs. So many things. <laughs> yeah. So there's still a few more things to talk about. So stay tuned for next week when we're going to continue doing it. Um, so yeah, Dan, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks again for coming on. And uh, I look forward to, to talking about the rest of the 30th anniversary collection and concluding our look uh, for this portion of the Modern Toy Line Retrospective. Of course. Anytime. All right, you guys, and that'll do it for this episode. In our next episode, we will finally be finishing our look at the 30th anniversary collection. Such a huge line, and it's taken unbelievably four episodes to get through the whole thing. So uh, stay tuned for that coming up uh, this next month of April. And uh, yeah, it'll be fun looking back and finishing talking about what we have left for that line. Uh, Be sure to follow Dan online. Uh, You can follow Dan Curto. Uh, links are in the show notes you can follow vc on social media instagram twitter facebook and yeah thanks as always for tuning in no matter where you're listening out in the galaxy i'd like to thank you for tuning in to the cantina chatter podcast until next time bye-bye